you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by New Era DJ and Bucky. Uh, back together, although, Buck, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee right now. You're in Los Angeles, but uh, I've got uh, I've got you in my sights. I can see you on my screen, and you're looking good, man. What's going on? No, not too much, man. Uh, look, this is an exciting time of year. Now that we've had uh, a game underway, we're guaranteed football all the way through until February. So I'm just kind of excited to see some of the storylines that we've talked about, see whether they come to fruition once we uh, kick off the ball. Yeah, what, uh, what we've got to talk about today, Buck, we've got some of my notes from going out to training camps. We'll hit that. But then our 32 series, our all 32 series that we kicked off, we've got a new topic today. Yeah, 32 irreplaceable players outside of the quarterback position. We're going to talk about one guy per team. But then we're also going to dig into uh, your expertise. You've been on the road. You've been at all these training camps. So we're going to bring in some of your interviews when you talk to Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, and Daniel Jones. Quarterback perspective led by a guy who fancies himself as a quarterback guru. Oh, shoot. There you go. I'll tell you what, man. You're getting out to uh, to Cowboys camp here in the next couple of days, so be on the lookout for some of the interviews you're going to grab there as well. It's just a fun time of year getting out to visit with coaches and 
general managers. I had a chance to, to even visit with a couple owners on this trip, which was, uh, was a lot of fun, man. Um, but let's, uh, let's jump into a couple of takeaways I had just from my visits uh, from the different teams. And we can start with the Philadelphia Eagles, Buck. And, man, the word I would use is depth. When you go to these different training camps and you'll see, you know, different positions where a team is a little light, this Philadelphia Eagles team, depth, especially offensive line, defensive line, uh, running back, receiver, man, they have, uh, they have a tremendous amount of depth on this football team. Yeah, look, a tremendous amount of depth on their football team. I had a chance to, um, I mean, on total access, they showed some of the Eagles scrimmage. And when you just watch the players that they had, they were talking about the wide receivers. And you say Deshaun Watson and Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. And, I mean, they have so many guys that can play that their, their fifth, sixth, and seventh guy will be someone that you would consider as a, as a as if you're an executive for another team, maybe being your third or fourth guy. And so uh, the good teams, the teams that are viable title contenders, they always have a surplus where teams are looking to grab. And I think the Eagles, without question, are one of those teams who've done a great job of assembling a lot of talent at key positions. And some of those guys, if they don't make it in Philadelphia, they will be first claims on the waiver wire. Yeah, I think especially you look at that offensive line. I, I thought they had three backup offensive linemen that could start for a lot of other teams. So when you have when you go eight, nine deep on the offensive line, that is a luxury. And we'll see, like you said, some of those guys on the back end end up getting cut. They won't be uh, unemployed for very long, finding a new home. The next team, uh, the Houston Texans. You know, look, it, we're going to roll our, our interview with uh, Deshaun Watson a little bit later on. You get a chance to, to sense how excited he is about this offense. Uh, but the running back position, you know, speaking of depth, they need some there. Uh, you saw Deontay Foreman. They remo- removed him from the roster and decided to go with some of those young guys. I think you're going to see a battle between Crockett, a uh, rookie from Missouri, and then you got Karan Higdon from Michigan. Uh, those two guys, these young guys vying for that backup spot behind Lamar Miller, um, and then the two rookies along the offensive line. I think once we get to week one, you'll see Max Sharping. Uh, you'll see Tyus Howard. You'll see both those guys in the starting lineup uh, at each of the guard spot tackles in college that we'll see kick in. You know, here, here's the thing about Houston, and I know you probably can't speak on this, but I can. Um, I think Houston would be if the L.A. Chargers and Melvin Gordon can't get it worked out and the L.A. Chargers yep. decide to move on from him, I think Houston would be – a nice destination for him. I think he's a better player than Lamar Miller, and they need a credible threat at the running back position. Um, they decided not to take a swing on Le'Veon Bell and some of those guys in the free agent market. I think if push comes to shove, if they don't look good those first two preseason games, I wouldn't be surprised to see Houston make a move to get a running back, and I think Melvin Gordon would be a guy who would be a nice fit. No, I mean, I think you can make a case he'd be a great fit there. I just don't see the charges blinking. I mean, they just have a long track record of, of standing their ground, and they don't set precedent of, hey, you know, you hold out, you don't show up, we're going to give you what you want, which is which is new money or to, to put you to someplace that does want to pay you that money. They just they don't traditionally blink. So I'd be surprised if they did uh, decide to move on from Melvin Gordon. But if I'm Houston, I'm with you, Buck. I could see at least placing that phone call uh, to see if there would be any interest. Uh, next team on the list, Buffalo. Ed Oliver, um, again, we'll roll the Josh Allen interview a little bit later. But Ed Oliver, Buck, they move, you remember in college, they move him up and down the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, not, not in Buffalo. They are parking him in the three technique and letting him get comfortable there. Oh, that's a good, that's a good move because yeah. sometimes you can try and do too much too soon with young players to put him in at the three technique, to let him get comfortable playing that position, to allow him to be a disruptive player inside. Uh, we've seen it. More teams, more defensive coordinators are opting for the interior pass rusher over the edge guy. 
if Ed Oliver can kind of hold it down against the run while giving them that pass rush presence at the three technique, he certainly will help this Buffalo defense make another step in their development because they have corners and secondary members behind them. You get a pass rush behind it, now you begin to see the turnovers come off tips and overthrows. Yeah, you're going to get him on guards, man. That's going to be a great matchup for that Bills uh, defensive front. The other, the other name to keep an eye on there, John Brown. And talking to uh, not only Josh Allen, you talk to the, you know Brian Dayball, a coordinator, you talk to other people around there. That's the name that you see their faces light up a little bit is John Brown. Now, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be the number one wide receiver for this group. I mean, he's, uh, he's somebody they talk about that can just do everything you want to do route-wise. Tremendous juice, tremendous burst, but has been really good at the top of his route. So um, if you're looking for a wide receiver to buy in this Buffalo group, I think John Brown's that guy. Oh, okay. I'm buying like fantasy, fantasy. He may, he may hit a little fantasy nugget there for you. A you fantasy like nugget. Yeah. He may, he may be a guy that he may not give you a lot of catches, but his yards uh, per reception could be through the roof, especially if they push the ball down the field. Like we think they will do. Yeah, no doubt. And then finally the uh, New York giants, Evan Ingram, um, if you again want to go fantasy wise, go buy some stock on that dude. I mean, he is going to be a featured weapon in this passing game. And, you know, we talk about Ed Oliver uh, just being in one spot. Evan Ingram is going to be Waldo for this group. I mean, where is he? They're going to move him all over the formation, find uh, find matchups that favor them from week to week, and he's going to have a huge year. You know, here's the thing. You're talking about being able to find Waldo, like with all the, the injuries that they have, he has to be the focal point of the passing game. He's a guy who's talented. He can split out. He can do a bunch of different things. And so um, you have to kind of build it inside out. And so – uh, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see what he does in his, his, his second season. All right, let's get to our All-32 series here. We did on a previous episode, 32 Impact Rookies. Today we're talking 32 irreplaceable players. You can call them most valuable players, however you want to phrase it. If you're looking at a team from an opponent standpoint, man, you remove this one piece. Our buddy Dave Damashek called it the Jenga piece. The whole thing could collapse. We took quarterbacks off the table because that would be an easy one for a lot of these teams, the most important position. So no quarterbacks allowed. Uh, but one player that's irreplaceable. I'll let you start here, and uh, we'll rip through the AFC, then I'll get to the NFC. Here we go. I'm going to go to your former team. I'll go with the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North, and I'm going to say the irreplaceable player is Mark Andrews. And I know on the surface people say, what? Why Mark Andrews? They have uh, Hayden Hurst. They have other tight ends that could play because I believe Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's security blanket. He is the guy that I believe he trusts in key situations. And with the young guys that they have on the perimeter, I just believe that Mark Andrews is going to be the guy that when he gets in a pinch, he's going to find them. We saw some of the explosive plays that this combination was able to deliver. I think he becomes the guy that is the number one option in the passing game. I think he catches a ton of balls from Lamar Jackson this season. Yeah, they've got a bunch of tight ends, Buck, but you're right. He's the best of the bunch. And, you know, if they if they could concentrate the football in his direction, I think you would see a huge year, a huge numbers. The question is going to be how are they going to spread that ball around and how much are they really going to throw it? But, man, he is uh, he has emerged one of the best young tight ends in the NFL. I'm with you. Yeah, he is one of the best young guys. And another guy that has emerged as one of the best young guys at his position, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How about James Conner? Um, we now will get interesting. A, yeah, we now will get a chance to see the Pittsburgh Steelers without Le'Veon Bell and AB. And I believe this team is going to undergo a bit of a transformation. I know they like to throw it all over the yard with Ben Roethlisberger, but they still have to control the game. James Conner is going to be the running back that allows them to do that. Jalen Samuels, yes, he had a hundred yard game against the New England Patriots, but that's a little more trickery gadget type stuff. James Conner is an old school running back. Um, I want you to think about the Steelers with Jerome Bettis being able to be a physical 
downhill running team, I think James Conner is going to give him uh, give them that kind of presence at the tailback position. No, that's a good one. I, I would, TJ Watt would be another name I would consider there too. You know, you're looking at just who is their pure pass rusher in that group on the edge. Um, he'd be a tough one for them to lose. It's a fun exercise as we go through this because I know you feel the same way, Buck. Some of these teams, it was easy. Um, yeah. And that doesn't necessarily bode well for your team. You want this decision to be a little bit difficult because you've got so many impact guys. Um, but, man, there's some teams just like one name and there's no debate. Just move on. Yeah, it, absolutely. And I think for me, when I go to the next team, the Cleveland Browns, I didn't really have a debate. I'm going to say Miles Garrett. And I'm going to say Miles yep. Garrett is the most irreplaceable player just because his pass rush presence. Second year came on like Game Busters, uh, Pro Bowl player, a guy who had uh, 12, 13 sacks coming off the edge. He's a disruptive force, and he's the guy that is kind of the table setter. Everyone has to come into the Cleveland game knowing we got to account for Miles Garrett. We got to make sure we know where he is at all times. That is going to allow those rest of the guys to eat. Sheldon Richardson, some of the other guys that they have on that Olivier front line. Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon. Those guys are going to be able to eat in one-on-one matchups because everybody has to keep their eyes on Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is the piece that they can't lose because he does so much for what they want to do on defense. Yeah, my pick for defensive player of the year. No argument here. Uh, who you got next? Uh, I'm going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. And look, this guy's already out the lineup right now, and that's A.J. Green. Uh, A.J. Green is by far their best player. He is everything that they need. He's a big-time playmaker in the passing game. He makes it happen. And so potentially you're talking about losing him maybe at the beginning of the season. They have to get him back because without A.J. Green – they definitely have no shot. Uh, Tyler Boyd is a nice player, but he's more of a complimentary receiver to Green. Uh, I don't think t- uh, Tyler Boyd is ready to be the number one. If you get A.J. Green back, now you have an offense that has enough weaponry to be able to challenge some of these teams. But without A.J. Green, they have no shot. And I think if you go back seven, eight years ago, we would have had a tough time coming up with a name here. And there's not many to choose from now. I'd maybe argue Joe Mixon uh, could be in that mix as well, yes. but not a, not a ton of names there. No, not not a ton of names. Now, This team is funny because we just think that this team can exist without anybody. We're going to the AFC East. I'm going to the New England Patriots. And I would say Julian Edelman is my irreplaceable piece right now. And the reason why is there's so much uncertainty in the passing game that I think Tom Brady wants to know that he has one guy that he can count on in any situation where we know Julian Edelman is that guy. The chemistry, the connection, the rapport is outstanding. He gives them a third down chain mover. Uh, More importantly, he gives them a a guy that kind of embodies the toughness and selflessness that is associated with the team. Uh, To me, he is their, their most dependable player in key situations. That's why Edelman's on this list. Yeah, look, that's a tough to argue that one. Stephon Gilmore was the other name when I was looking yeah, I at thought that about team him. that came up. Yeah, I thought about I thought about Gilmore because Gilmore has played lights out, and they are a different team when they have corners that can cover. Now that they can cover on the outside, they really can swallow up your passing game because they really bring uh, pressure. But the way they do their man the man, they do it in a stifling way. No doubt. All right, who's next? I'm going to go to the Buffalo Bills, and I believe we talk about building this team uh, strong down the middle. I'm going to go to the middle, but I'm going to say right at the top of the Christmas tree, how about Micah Hyde? Micah Hyde being the oh, okay. versatile player, the, the safety that can do it all. He can play a variety of different positions. That Swiss Army knife in the back end. Uh, they are so creative in some of the things that they do. I think he is the perfect guy to handle a bunch of responsibilities because he's tough, he's smart, he does a great job of communicating, and more importantly, he can do all the roles that he's being asked to do. Yeah, they, look, with him at Poyer, they got one of the better safety combinations in the entire league, the way those guys play together. Uh, he's phenomenal. So, um, it, look, it's it's something when I look at that defense, have him just been up there. Tremaine Edmonds, I think, is going to be a superstar. Now, we loved him coming out, talking about him coming out of Virginia Tech. 
but he was one I would keep an eye on there as well. Right up the middle of that team, uh, they're in pretty darn good shape. All right, how about the Dolphins, man? Look, when I look at the Dolphins, I think it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the young leaders. Uh, defensively, they have to uh, have smart, uh, versatile, sophisticated guys. And I think Brian Flores certainly falls in love quickly with Minka Fitzpatrick. I believe he's the guy that kind of moves around. I know we want to kind of liken his role to what Devin McCourty's been able to do. I think he's Devin McCourty plus. I think he gives you more ability to utilize him in nickel and dime. Uh, I would expect him to be a versatile player, someone that kind of emerges as a Pro Bowl type player under Brian Flores. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, look, he's somebody who can do so many different things, and I think that's a trend we're going to see uh, in the league going forward, finding guys like that that can do so many different things. All right, who we got next? Hey, look, your friend John Gordon wrote the book, The Energy Bus. This guy is yep. all energy for the New York Jets, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams oh, yeah. controls it in the middle of the field. He brings the energy. He brings the sauce. Tough, physical, uh, enforcer over the middle, active versus the run game. He is the quarterback for the defense. He's the leader for the defense. That defense goes as he goes. You know, I know a lot of people there with the Jets and um, the, the word over and over again, and it's a Bucky Brooks word, alpha. They're like, he is the alpha. And then uh, to me, my question was, okay, what about him and Troy Palomalo? Can he be that guy? And I think that's the hope there, man, that he's going to end up turning in at that type of career, which is crazy high praise. Yeah, it's good, legitimately high praise, but, man, I love everything about him. And in talking to him this offseason, he just talked about how the game just clicks. He's excited to play in Greg Williams' defense. He believes Greg Williams is going to give him enough opportunities to make plays all over the field. Um, I think if he has that opportunity, I think he, he earns a pro an all-pro uh, nomination and bid just because he's a dominant player. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, what team we have up next here? Buck? So we got the Houston Texans. You just saw him. I'm going to say Will Fuller. We have seen Will Fuller's impact on the passing game. When he's not there, it changes. DeAndre Hopkins is their best player. Uh, Will Fuller may be their most important player when it comes to his ability to create the big plays, stretch the field, and really lift the cloud of coverage on Hopkins. Big-time player, when they have him, they have a chance to put up big points. When they don't, this is a team that becomes a little more pedestrian in their play. Now, I like what you're thinking there, a little outside the box. You go uh, you go with Will Fuller. Out there at training camp, I got to tell you, though, Kiki Kati, along with Will Fuller, there's some serious juice uh, opposite there of what you know you have one of the best receivers in the NFL in Hopkins. So I like what you're thinking there, a little outside the box. Try to go a little differently because you easily could have pointed out to any of those guys on the on the D-line, uh, J.J. White, Whitney Merkulis, uh, Jadavian Clowney. I just think offensively this is about the quarterback, and the quarterback plays different when he doesn't have Will Fuller at his disposal. All right, who we got? Uh, Indianapolis Colts, Darius Leonard. Look, man, Darius Leonard is the ultimate junkyard dog. Uh, he's the he's overachiever, does a great job of making plays, Come, came right in, jumped into his role, and became a star in his role very, very quickly. Dominant player, maybe a top 25 player when we look at it. He's the guy that makes production, splash plays all over the field. Yeah, it's a good thing for the Colts because this is a tough decision. You know, as good as he's been, you can look on the other side and say with T.Y. Hilton, uh, man, if you remove T.Y. Hilton from that receiving core, I don't Ooh. know if there's anybody there that really scares you. Um, although, you know, we like what we're hearing about Paris Campbell and um, some of the other additions they've made here in the offseason, Buck. I just don't know if there's uh, if there's another one quite like him. No, I don't know if there's another one quite like him that can carry the water. So it, it'd be interesting, but, like, I just love how Leonard plays. I, th- I think he's a yeah, tone he's a special player. Yeah, okay, a special player. I think Tennessee Titans have a special player. They got a guy that also sets the tone and Derrick Henry. Uh, Derrick yep. Henry kind of emerged as their lead back and it changed the way that you had to defend this offense. You got to deal with now a big boy uh, offense, two tight ends being able to come down 
come downhill, big runner, runs behind his pads, breaks tackles, has home run speed. Challenge. A challenge to have to game plan and prepare for Derrick Henry because he can run it out. 30-plus carries should not be too much for him. Just big physical run. He just wears you down over the course of a game. All right. Yeah, no, I, look, I can't really argue with you on that one. Um, Jarrell Casey's been a great player for them along that defensive front would be another name I, I could throw into the mix. But um, that offensive identity is wrapped up in Derrick Henry. I agree with you. Uh, who's up? You know, I'm going to go with the Jaguars, and I'm saying Jalen Ramsey is a guy. Look, I know he talks a lot. Um, he's brash. He's audacious. He's all those things. But he's a really, really good football player. We talked about when he's mm-hmm. engaged, he locks it up. He takes wide receivers out of the game, and that frees up so much of your coverage to be able to blanket everybody else. Dominant player, uh, outstanding worker, great personality when it comes to being a leader. Uh, I just think he's the perfect fit. Yeah, it's a good time, too, to plug our prototype series because our latest episode was on corners, and you had a chance to talk to Dennis Thurman, longtime uh, player in the NFL, position coach in the secondary and a defensive coordinator, and you talked about prototypes with him, and Jalen Ramsey's name came up, and he talked about how special he was, but he did have one particular uh, piece of advice for Jalen, which I believe was just, just, just be quiet. Yeah, that just was, quit talking. That, that, just quit talking. Yeah, let you, great let conversation. You, yeah, let you play. Let your play speak. Let your play speak for yourself. If he does that, I think he'll get more recognition. He get all the stardom and fantasy stuff that he wants when it comes to being right, a big time showtime stuff. Here we go to Kansas City Chiefs. Tyreek Hill. It's easy for me. Tyreek Hill is explosive. Uh, he's a guy that you have to account for when you deal with Kansas City Chiefs. You got to know where number ten is at all time. Uh, whether it's on running plays, screens. Pop passes, vertical passes. He's a guy that can put the ball in the paint. You have to account for Tyreek Hill, uh, arguably the most explosive player in the game. Yeah, I don't know if it's arguably at all. I mean, I think it's just he is. I mean, he changes the game. He changes what you have to defend with uh, with his speed. No, no question. They are a completely different team without him. All right, keep going. Denver Broncos. I'm gonna go with the pass rush. Von Miller. Von Miller coming off the edge, dipping and ripping, knocking the ball out, creating havoc, changing the launch point for the quarterback. He is just a pest. He's just in your way. You can never uh, get too far from him. Uh, that is the reason why he's the most irreplaceable player. He just does so much so often for his squad that he has to be at the top of the list for the Raiders. For the, yeah, uh, look, I love what they did bringing in Bradley Chubb. You throw Bradley Chubb on the other side, but if, if you have to look at one person as the most valuable person on that football team, you can include the quarterback position. It does not change. Uh, and that definitely is Von Miller. All right, keep it rolling. Here we go. L.A. Charges. You know this guy well. Number 33, Derwin James. Derwin James has also been a bit of an energy bus uh, guy for the Charges. Uh, enforced over the middle of the field. Fast, physical, cares about the game. Uh, has the toughness, the grit, all of the energy that you look for. Dominant, dominant, dominant player. Yeah. I, look, I can't add to that one. Keep it, keep it going, Buck. Here we go. I'm going to finish up with the Oakland Raiders. And I'm going to say we haven't seen this guy play a snap yet but he's already important. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is important wow. because he is the guy that sets the tone for this offense and the way they want to play. They want to be able to run it out. They want to be able to grind it out. For John Gruden to say, hey, you're going to be my guy. Not only are you my guy, but you're my starter. To get the running back in the first round, he's putting him on the field. That means that he's putting a lot of stock in the running game, alleviating pressure on Derek Carr. Yeah, I think any of those guys are going to have to be first-year guys. I was going to go maybe Trent Brown because I saw what life looked like uh, without a uh, – a person at that tackle <laughs> spot like that, you know, look, you got a young rookie who's a little bit struggling a little I, nicely to say about Colt Miller last year. Hopefully uh, this is a better year for him, but I know they feel comfortable and confident with what Trent Brown's going to bring to the position. Look, he's a solid player. There was a big pickup for him. They needed it. They needed to take 
their 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 O line, their protection to be able to control line of scrimmage to the next level. And hopefully he can give them some of that. All right, who you got? So now we flipped over. I think that's that's it for my side. So now we're gonna go to your side, you in the NFC North. I think you're over the Chicago Bears. All right, let's uh, let's keep it rolling here. This is easy. Um, Khalil Mack, do we need to say anything, Buck, or can we just move on to the uh, next thing? We can just move on to the next thing. Top five talent, big-time playmaker, rusher. He came in and really changed the way they play defense in Chicago. Yeah, it changed the whole culture there, too, defensively. Just <clears throat> talk about Alpha Dog, that's uh, that's him. You get to the Minnesota Vikings, Daniil Hunter. This is a team I would say was one of the more difficult ones to come up with because Xavier Rhodes it would be a tough one for them to replace. You look at the safety position, Harrison Smith would be a tough one to p- replace. Um, you still got Everson Griffin if his head's in the right space. He's as talented as anybody. But uh, to, to me, Daniil Hunter is, is that guy. Yeah, Daniil Hunter has grown and emerged as more than just a complimentary rusher. Um, he can get to the quarterback against anybody. And you're right, this, this front line, there, there's so many guys that you could run up uh, and, and kind of nominate them for this thing. It's, it's tough, but I, I look, I like Daniil Hunter. I think Daniil Hunter is a very, very valuable piece, a big cog to the wheel. Yeah, it's a good-looking roster on paper, no doubt. Uh, Green Bay Packers, David Bakhtiari, their left tackle. Uh, look, he's, he's a premier pass-blocking left tackle in the NFL right now. I know some other bigger names out there, but nobody's played better than he has. And, uh, you know, outside of Aaron Rodgers, most important person on that roster is the guy protecting him. Yeah, you know, David Bakhtiari has been uh, a terrific find for them, talking about the blind side. And Aaron Rodgers, and I know he's a guy that can kind of venture outside of the pocket, but Bakhtiari does a great job of just keeping him solidly protected. Uh, terrific player. He's been consistent for the last three or four years, one of the best offense tackles in the game. Uh, Detroit Lions, Trey Flowers, their new addition. This team's desperate for some edge pass rush. Uh, they paid him a boatload of money to bring it, so – uh, that, to me, is is where the value is right there at that position. And uh, you lose him on this defense, that would be a huge blow for what they're trying to accomplish. Oh, absolutely. Like, he, he was a big get. They had to get him in free agency. Um, you're talking about someone that can also uh, not only pick up the message that Matt Patricia wants to kind of spread to the masses, but he understands how they want to play. And so he's a huge get, a huge pickup. He needs to play at an A level for this defense to play at a high level. All right, let's get to the NFC East, Dallas Cowboys. Again, we're talking about players that are the most irreplaceable. Quarterbacks, not allowed. Uh, that's too easy. I'm going to go Zeke, um, and I'm sure this will be something his camp would love to hear, but you go around and talk to different teams around the league, and, and they'll tell you this team is built around the running back. Now, whether or not that was a smart way to do it, that's another discussion, but he uh, he's the one who makes that whole offense go. Oh, there's no doubt. He's the engine to that offense, uh, whether it's running inside or outside, catching the ball out the backfield, providing the toughness and pass protection. He is the guy that makes it go. I love Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott is going to be a terrific quarterback in this league, but they need Zeke Elliott for this offense to really contend for a Super Bowl title. He's their most important player. Yep, uh, we're in agreement there. Philadelphia Eagles, another team that's, uh, again, a really, really good football team on paper. A lot of names to choose from. Uh, really boiled down to two for me. You look at Lane Johnson, who's the premier right tackle in the NFL right now. Uh, but I went on the defensive line. And Fletcher Cox, just a dominant, dominant player. You take him out of that front, it's a, it's a different-looking defense. Different-looking defense, and you can't go wrong. Fletcher Cox is a dominant player, um, does a great job creating that pass rush from the inside. And we've seen, that's the new thing. Everyone wants to enter your pass rusher. What Fletcher Cox gives the Eagle, their inside guy. Yeah, Washington Redskins, look, they go out and, and get a pass rusher in the draft and Montez Sweat. They're hoping he's going to finally be that that Robin they've been searching to compliment Batman. Uh, but make no mistake about it, Batman on that defense is Ryan Kerrigan. He is he is that dude. 
Oh, without question, Ryan Kerrigan has, has quietly put up big numbers for the Washington Redskins. Consistent Pro Bowl contender, consistent guy that leads the team in sacks. He's just Mr. Consistent, and they need that kind of consistency on that unit to help them get from being a bad defense to an average defense to beyond. Yeah, I get to the New York Giants having just been up there at their uh, camp. Buck, if you if there were a hundred people wearing jerseys at this camp, I would say uh, <laughs> one hundred and one of them were wearing Saquon Barkley jerseys. I mean, he, he is, is so clearly the most popular player up there, and for good reason. Uh, dynamic, dynamic young back, and everything's going to work through him this year. Uh, to me, he's he's the obvious choice. He is the obvious choice, and as it should, like it, they should work through him. He can do unique things. He's a unique player. Um, I still think they got it right. This guy is a player that is a difference maker, a game changer. That's certainly what you're looking for when you pick someone in the top five. Now let's switch divisions now. Let's go NFC South, New Orleans Saints. Man, again, really good roster. You could make a case for Alvin Kamara, uh, what he does for this offense. You know, you could look at some of the people on that offensive line. It's a really good group. Uh, and I, I could look even at the corner position of Marshawn Lattimore. A lot of names, but to me, Cam Jordan is the guy. Um, he, he's somebody that if you talk about the best left end who could be a you know a big left end that can hold up against the run it can also be an elite pass rusher there's no better combo player at that position than cam jordan no nah, cam jordan is terrific nonstop motor relentless in his approach does a great job the only other guy that i could could put in this conversation would be alvin kamar alvin kamar does yeah. so much to that offense um that you wonder how they would replace that production if he wasn't there. Uh, Michael Thomas, I guess you also could throw him in the mix. Yeah, Look, absolutely. It just, it just says the Saints have really assembled a nice trio of talent. They had a nice little crew that can walk off and uh, make a lot of different things happen. All right, this next one was easy. Uh, Atlanta, it's Julio. I mean, he's yeah. – uh, Not much he's – He's going to be worth every penny they give him um, because he dictates coverage. He changes things for your run game. He makes the whole thing go. You know, look, you're talking about making things go. He absolutely makes it go. He's a big-time player. He's the prototype. He's everything that you wanted to position. Look, no need to spend a whole lot of time talking about him. He's a game-changer, a difference maker. All right, this next one, I'm anxious to get your thoughts because Carolina Panthers, to me, it was two guys, uh, Luke Keekley, Christian McCaffrey. And very similar discussion to what we had with the Saints. Do you go with Cam Jordan or do you go with Alvin Kamara? To me, I ended up going with McCaffrey here um, for what he can do, especially with Cam coming off injury. Having some of those easy completions he's going to give your quarterback is going to be huge. Oh, it is going to be huge. And look, Christian McCaffrey is the ultimate weapon at the running back position. As much as I can rave about Alvin Kamara, I think Christian McCaffrey gives you the same kind of bang for your buck. So it's about putting him in the right position, allowing him to be the matchup nightmare, and trying to figure out if you can find a way to isolate him on some of those weak links in defense. Now, I get to Tampa Bay and see the comments I had on Julio Jones. Same comment, Evans. He makes the whole thing go. He dictates coverage. Uh, he's the mismatch player for this team. Mismatch player, red zone threat, does a great job winning jump balls. Terrific. He's even better than I thought when he's coming out of Texas A&M. This is a dominant player and will continue to be a dominant player going forward. All right. And as we get to the, uh, the last division, you hear some noise in the background here. I am at this uh, uh, personnel symposium. All the, uh, the recruiting coordinators for most of the top programs in the country, over 80 colleges here at this convention in uh, in nashville so they're all starting to filter in here buck so if you hear some noise in the background i'm not like i'm not in a bar no, no, it's, okay. uh, it's a work event it's a work event uh the la rams again easy aaron donald do i add anything or we're good no no we're good he's the best yeah easy easy peasy seattle talking about the best maybe hard pressed to find somebody better than bobby wagner at his position he just got handsomely rewarded for it and 
in the middle of that defense. The ground he covers, forget what he does against the run, which is great. Uh, but the ground he covers and pass coverage is what makes him special. No, absolutely special. This is a big-time dude. Yep. Signed a big extension, and he is going to play up to it. Dominant player, one of the five best players in the league. San Francisco, um, look, DeForest Buckner is a phenomenal player, but they've done such a good job of building up their front and the depth along that defensive line that if mm-hmm. they did lose him, I feel like they could survive. Um, I want George Kittle. Ooh, you know, you look nice. at the, the weapons and that offense. To me, he's the one, you know, we talk about doing an advanced scouting report. He's the one you circle. He's the one you got to stop. Yeah, you definitely have to stop him. He's a guy that's very, very comfortable in Kyle Shanahan's system. Um, they can create some ways for him to kind of settle in and do some things against some inferior defenders. Man, he could have an even bigger year this year. Right, last one, Arizona. And this was down between two players. And I'm going to give you my answer, but I'm going to have a better answer for you in uh, in a few weeks because it came down to David Johnson or Patrick Peterson. Well, Patrick Peterson suspended for the start of the year. So we're going to see what this team looks like without Pat Peterson. Um, I, I stuck with David Johnson, but to me, that's a, a pretty good argument you can make. For- yeah, I think you make an argument for both guys, but I'm with you. I'm more of a Johnson guy. I'm going to make sure that I get all that production, not only as a runner, but as a receiver with other guys. You're just talking about just playing receiver. It's easier to stump those guys out as opposed to just being able to concentrate on someone that is a multi-dimensional backfield weapon. Yeah, no doubt. All right, there you go. There's 32 irreplaceable players outside the quarterback position. Uh, we'll keep this uh, all 32 topic going in some of the episodes we have coming up, some other ways we can uh, attack the subject. One player, one team, fun exercise. Uh, all right, let's get some of these interviews, Buck. I had a chance to visit with a bunch of these quarterbacks on my tour. Uh, we'll start off. Here's my conversation with Houston's Deshaun Watson. All right, Deshaun, first of all, just how are you feeling this time of year? I feel great. Finally, you know, fully healthy, being able to, you know, participate in everything with, with no limits, um, being able to, you know, attack training camp with full full force and uh, be able to, you know, try to get better each and every day. Being healthy and having that full off season, what have you really tried to focus on on your own game getting ready for this one? Uh, really, it's really everything. Knowledge of the game, knowledge of the offense, being able to, you know, be that leader and that, that, that team force where, you know, making sure everyone is on the same page. Um, but then also just taking care of my body um, to another level, being able to make sure that I can, you know, go through a full season, take some hits, but also, uh, you know, be focused each and every week. Speaking of health, having your, your group of receivers out there healthy and on the field together, uh, what, what is the upside for this group? Because the ball was flying all over the yard today. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's really no limits on what we can do. Uh, I mean, it's all in the air, and, you know, the standard is very, very high. So it's going to be up to us to be able to get on the same page, build that chemistry, um, and, and just try to take it to another level. And uh, we have the opportunity. We're going to have the, the plays and, and the, the coaching and everything like that. So it's going to be up to us when we step on the field on, on game day. It was fun to watch your young rookie offensive lineman competing today, and it looks like they've continued to make strides. What has your message been to these young guys who are going to have to play a pivotal role for your group? Hey, if you know what you're doing, do it fast, do it hard, and uh, we'll, we'll correct the mistakes later. Uh, biggest thing, go out there with confidence and uh, make sure that you're, you know, playing up to that standard. And um, all those young guys, especially Mass and um, um, Ty is going to be able to, you know, take that next step, and they've both been in there doing their job, and um, I mean, it's been great. I, I've been excited to have those guys up there um, and see them in that huddle with us. You guys feel disrespected at all? I feel like you guys won the division last year. I look at you even individually, the numbers that you posted, and I feel like everybody's talking about all these other teams in the division. Nobody's talking about the Houston Texans. Uh, it's all good. You know, we like that. You know, we're just going to 
going to the radar and just go to work. And, you know, whenever we step on the field on game day, you know, we'll let our plan talk. Uh, we don't really, you know, pay too much about the media and the rankings and, and things like that. But, you know, we just focus on Houston um, and, and try to get better each and every day. And, um, you know, personally for myself, you know, all that stuff, it comes. I'm, I'm used to it. I, I've been through that at, at every level. And I just let my plan, you know, talk on the field. So, um, you know, I just try to be the best, you know, teammate leader I can be for this team. Last question, then I'll I'll let you go. So, is Clemson now officially the the college football program right now? Have we have we leaped past Alabama at this point in time? For sure, you already know what's up, <laughs> <Them> Tigers. <laughs> you already know that uh, yeah, we at the top. I can't wait to watch you play and your college team play. Good job, man. He's proud of his school. He thinks Clemson has uh, has surpassed <laughs> Alabama at this point in time. A lot of fun there. Uh, but just give me your takeaway, your expectations for Deshaun Watson specifically in this Texans team? Well, I want to see Deshaun Watson hit the ground running. I want to see him get back to playing like he played his freshman, I mean, his rookie season. His rookie season, he was fantastic, really understood how to push the ball out. But more importantly, Bill O'Brien did a great job of setting him up for success. I want to see that synergy come back. If they can get that synergy and this offense can look dynamic and explosive and creative, I think they can score enough points to put their defense in the catbird seat they have to get great play early in games from the offense, and that is all on Deshaun Watson's shoulder. I'll tell you what, he is so easy to root for. I finished up that interview, Buck, and he hung out, and we talked for 20 minutes to the point where I finally was like, hey, man, I'll let you go. I don't want to keep you any longer. I think he would have stayed there with me for an hour. Uh, <laughs> it was great to catch up with him, but what a, what a good dude, an easy guy to root for. Uh, I think it is going to be a big year for Watson. We'll see how the rest of this offensive line comes together, and that will determine how far this team will go. Uh, all right. Next up on my tour, had a chance with uh, our buddy Sean O'Hara to visit with Carson Wentz and uh, talk to him about uh, what he expects this upcoming season. A lot of pressure on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz joining us. Uh, how fitting that we've got Daniel Jeremiah here. He's got a podcast. I'm sure you subscribe. It's called Move the Sticks. <laughs> Nobody's done a better job of that than you the last couple of years. This offense, you know, coming into practice here today, it looks electric. It looks exciting. We saw some of that today. What are your feelings on this offense? Uh, I'm excited. You know, it, like kind of what you said, it looks electric. You know, we have all the right pieces in place um, to be to be really dynamic, to be special, but it's going to take a lot of work. You know, it's going to take a lot of days like this, long, hard, hot practices yeah. um, to get there. But again, we the talent's there, the ability's there, and we got a lot of good dudes that are willing to work and um, get on the same page and play unselfish football. So again, everything's there for us. We just got to go make it happen. And looking at practice today, I think you had like a third and 20 uh, with Nelson Aguilar. You hit down the seam for, for a big gain. But Sean mentioned the weapons you've got with Deshaun Jackson coming back here, all the different places you can go with the football. Have you been in a situation like this with this collection of talent? Um, you know, it's, it's, it'd be tough to say. It'd be tough to compare. I mean, th there's playmakers across the board. You know, that tight end, we got depth. That receiver, we got depth. That running back, we got depth. You know, uh, O-line's extremely solid, and a lot of those guys coming back. So um, the ability's there. The ability's there, and the talent's there, like like you said. And for me, I just got to get the ball in their hands. You know, let, let them do their job and get it out quick to them. And, um, again, I, it's going to be an exciting year. Carson, you mentioned some of the new talent on this team. Our Sega Whiteside, we saw him with a big play in your, your move the ball drill. It's always great to go, you know, one, one play and a touchdown. But also Miles Sanders and then Dillard, 
the first round tackle. What are you seeing from some of those young guys early on? Yeah, I'm excited about some of these rookies. You know, anytime you uh, early on take a take a left tackle like like Mr. Dillard, um, and just seeing the way he can pass pass protect um, is exciting for me. Obviously on that left side, but um, you know you get Miles Sanders out there. You know, you look at his college tape, and I mean he was explosive, dynamic, uh, really one cut kind of jump cut guy um, that I think will really change change the landscape a little bit in that backfield. And excited about him, and then what JJ can bring. Like you mentioned, he had a big play out here today, and um, you know, he's looked really solid, really smart kid, can kind of be moved around in a couple different positions. So excited about those guys. Well, you look great. You're in phenomenal shape. How do you feel at this point in time? Feel good. Feel good. It's been uh, obviously well documented. It's been a long, uh, long couple of years now uh, with the knee and then the back and everything. But, uh, you know, I feel as good as I ever have. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice feeling. It's been a while. You know, we're talking about all the newness and, you know, there's obviously changes every year in the NFL from a roster standpoint, but also from a coaching standpoint. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Mike Groh? Yeah. I feel like every year you guys would kind of lose an offensive coordinator or quarterback yeah. coach. He's still here. What has your interaction been like and what is his value to this offense? Yeah, Coach Crow's been awesome, you know, ever since, you know, even when he was the receivers coach, we had a great relationship. Um, just trying to always be on the same page with him. And now, obviously, since he stepped into the OC role last season, I think he did a tremendous job. And I think it's something that him and I are both continually building our relationship as, as to what we both like and how we see things schematically and everything. And um, awesome guy to just go and shoot the breeze with as well. So uh, it's exciting for him to keep developing his role and to do it together. Uh, alongside Coach Peterson and the rest of the staff. Last question for me, and I'll let you get out of here. Deshaun Jackson, have you? Tr I know you try to overthrow him. Is it possible? Can can it be done? <laughs> it, it can be done if you get it out early, but that's that's about it. It's uh, a quick five to get a, that it's out. It's a quick five, but you know I've I've played with some some speed guys, and uh, you know he's he's right at the top. You know he's a he's a different different level of speed and. I'm uh, just a different, uh, yeah, he's just different. He's different. You got you to gotta learn how to adjust to that speed. And uh, I'm excited to see the way he'll, you know, obviously get his own, but he'll open up so many things for some of these other guys underneath. So uh, he's an amazing addition to this offense on the field, but also an awesome guy in the locker room. It wouldn't be training camp without a little fun. You know, now you're kind of veteran status. You got the new contract. You know, things are, 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 are very solid for you. Who are you looking forward to having some fun with prank-wise? I know you got some offensive linemen that, you know, Lane's, you always got to be on your toes around him, but give me give me some banter that's going on between you and the big boys. Yeah, I mean, there's always there's always stuff going on. A lot of it you probably can't say on air. Uh, some, of the <laughs> Keep the PG that, some of the stuff those O-line do, but uh, we're always having fun. We're always having fun, and, you know, I've been able to have some of those guys out to the house and grill them some steaks and hang out with those guys. But, uh, you know, a guy like Clayton Thorson, the rookie quarterback, got to give him a little bit of yes. hard time. I remember yeah. when I was a rookie quarterback, you know, just – getting put through the gauntlet just a little bit, just having some fun. So, uh, you know, you got to get on him a little bit. It's all in fun. Yeah, it's all in good fun, and uh, we'll let you get out of here. Thanks for spending some time with us. I hope it was fun. Yeah, uh, it, I know man. it's uh, it's always nice to see somebody make Daniel Jeremiah look short. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. All right, Buck, he's in a, he's in a really good place, man. Uh, you know, get a chance to, to watch him. He's in phenomenal shape. He is lean. There's no knee brace. There's no sleeve. Uh, he's moving around really well, so the back feels great. So uh, what are your expectations for Wentz and this Eagles team? Look, it's tough because I think this team is a Super Bowl of bust team. He's looking to try and correct his game while still leading them. I think he can do it all. This team is talented. They're loaded on both sides of the ball. He just has to know how to manage the game and when to step in and take over as the gunslinger. I think he has that in his DNA. It's just a matter of bringing that up to surface. 
Yeah, and no doubt. It's going to be an interesting offense to watch. We talked a little bit earlier about the depth of this roster. The one place that don't have depth, no more security blanket, no more Nick Foles. So uh, Carson Wentz not only needs to play well, he needs to stay healthy because there is a tremendous drop-off after him uh, at that position. All right, next up, Buck, uh, with the Buffalo Bills, me and Andrew Siciliano uh, up there together had a chance to catch up with Josh Allen. How is year number two? How is training camp number two? It's it's night and day as far as knowing what's going on. Uh, obviously, we got the schedule down, you know, being in the dorms, um, understanding how a defense kind of works now, and being in the same system with Coach Dable for that year, it's been on. It's been awesome. You know, we're able to bounce a lot of different ideas off each other. Um, I'm very in tune with what you know goes into the offense and. Uh, Coach Dable's done a fantastic job with taking things out that aren't necessarily my strengths and putting in things that I, I really like. One of the things I'm curious about is getting a chance to be there when it started for you last year, the Chargers game, mm-hmm. and looking at that roster and then coming here today and looking at this roster, man, it's a whole new group you've got on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. How is it coming together? It's a lot of new faces. Uh, you know, there's a lot of challenges that comes with, comes with that. You know, just getting guys in tune on the same page, um, getting different body languages down with our receivers. But for the most part, I, th- I think we've done a really good job. I think we've got a lot of smart guys that are really tough, that really love the game of football, and I'm excited for this group. Tell me about Cole Beasley specifically, what he means and what he can help you with in yeah. year two. You know, just kind of seeing his body language and how he kind of moves off and on the ball. Um, he's tough to cover down low. And when you get a linebacker on top of him and, uh, he's going to make a miss. He's going to find a window, and he's going to catch the ball for you. So, you know, we've seen a lot of different things from him. We've been asking him to do a lot of different things, but he's responded, and he's up for the task. Cole Beasley is one of your new wide receivers. You have John Brown here as well. who can get deep. He can work underneath. And we just had Frank Gore sitting yep. here. Obviously, you had LaShawn McCoy, TJ Yeldon added, Devin Singletary as well. But you wore Frank Gore jerseys. Not Growing one. Up. Oh, yeah. You had multiple, multiple. Frank Gore jerseys. As a kid, has he signed one for you? <laughs> no, I, I guarantee you they're still in my closet somewhere, though. Um, they not, don't fit, I'm guessing. No, <laughs> ne- no, no not, not a chance. But I grew up a big 49ers fan, and obviously Frank Gore was there for a long time. And um, I literally talked about it today. Like, I have a handshake with Frank Gore. And I told Tyree Jackson, I was like, that's probably the wildest thing I've ever done. Um, just kind of growing up and seeing him and his work ethic and what he did for San Francisco. And now to be teammates with him, you know, 14, 15 years later, and to see how hard he works and to see how much he loves the game, um, it's no coincidence that he's been in the league for so long playing at such a high level. What's it like, and did you ever think as a kid that you would be able to take a snap, turn, and hand the ball to Frank? Never, never in my life. But like I said, he's one of the all-time greats. He's a Hall of Fame first-round ballot. Um, he's just a guy that does things the right way at all times. He's a fantastic dude off the field as well. And I think that's why he's lasted so long. You know, he does things the right way, and he's a very good role model and a very good presence in the locker room to have. You guys, some nice free agent additions, but also in the draft got some difference makers. On the other side of the ball from Ed Oliver, yep. what have you seen from him? Well, I got a bruise on my leg. Uh, <laughs> you know, he came in Did he yesterday. get trouble for that? He, he, he might have got talked to, but, I mean, <laughs> he's, he's aggressive. He's, he's very powerful at the point of attack. Um, you know, off the ball, he's very quick, and, and our – O-linemen are going to have to do a really good job with him, and in turn that's going to make them better. But to see his quickness and his strength, it's, it's a rare combination for um, a guy that young to have. Uh, it's going to be exciting for us to have him and be able to watch him. 
Every team has a different formula for how they win games. When you look at this version of the Buffalo Bills, what, what's that formula going to look like for you this year? Well, I think, one, it comes down to protecting the football, um, you know, limiting all the turnovers that we have and making sure that we're, we're getting in the right situations. So that's one. We, we know our defense is going to go out there and do their job, you know, with Coach McDermott and Coach Frazier out there, all the great pieces that they have on the defensive side. You know, in turn, our, our side on offense got to score the ball and we get the chance. Um, we're going to take care of the ball. We're going to try to move it and, and attack when we have the opportunity. Everywhere we go, we hear, well, the Bills have the defense. The Bills win this year if Josh Allen takes the next step, if Josh Allen develops. What does that look like to you when you set your goals on what you need to improve? Yeah, I, I really think it comes down to making the right decisions. You know, um, I'm a gunslinger at heart. You know, I'm very aggressive when the ball's in my hand. I like putting the ball downfield. That's I think hard everybody kind of knows that. It's, it's hard to lose because when it works out, it's great. When it doesn't, it's not so great. And I got to understand you know, when these opportunities present themselves to push the ball downfield that I can attack. But if it's, you know, first and 10 or second and short and trying to skip third down here and there by dumping it down to one of our backs or to our tight end that's, you know, got five, six yards to spare, um, go ahead and make that right decision and give it to them and let our playmakers make some plays. I know you and Sam Donald trained together as you got ready for the draft. You guys are, are good buddies. Is there any communication at all between you guys during this time of the year? You know, we're still in a couple group messages on Instagram and things like that. And, um, you know, we really we keep it light in, in those conversations, but it's going to be fun to be out in the field with him. Obviously, we got to play once last year. He got me the first time. And um, you're keeping score. You're keeping a tally on this, well, right? This, I mean, you guys are going to be playing against each other for the next 15 years. Yeah, that's that's the plan, you know. And we hope, you know, we, we get the opportunity to do that. But it, it's a very friendly type of rivalry, I can say. Um, you know, I he, he's a hell of a player, and he's a he's a competitor as well. And when we ever train together, it's always. You know, I want to make a better throw than you. And then after we're done, it's like, let's chill out. Let's, you know, be boys. Did you guys get on the golf course at all? We did. Yeah. Who, we got, who won we that? <laughs> he, he still, he just got his first set of clubs. So I'll, I'll give him some time to, to get out there. All right. We'll give him a mulligan on that. Yeah. So to speak. I don't know if you saw it, but Sean McDermott, your head coach, was on Good Morning Football today. Kay Adams and the crew pressed him. Can you throw the ball 100 yards? No. no. He said yes. He's a very optimistic man. Okay. He said they're going to put in some 100-yard route combinations. We'll see. If the wind's blowing super heavy and we might be back at Wyoming in that altitude, maybe we have a chance. I'll make this bold prediction. If, you, if this offensive line can protect for you to throw the ball 100 yards, you guys are going to have an unbelievable exactly. season. Man. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Now, can you out-throw Patrick Mahomes? You know, it's something that, that I know that gets talked around a lot. Um, I, you know, it would be tough. Like like Pat said, he's never seen anybody throw the ball farther than him, and neither have I. So, you know, uh, it, it'd be it'd be fun to, to find that out, uh, whether it's next offseason or the, the next offseason after that. It's pay-per-view, buddy. That's a pay-per-view. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Pat and what he's been able to do. Obviously, coming in the second year and taking the league by storm. You know, he's very humble. Um, he's a great guy. You know, I've met him a couple of times and been been a pleasure to be around but what he does on the field is pretty unbelievable too this just in you don't have to throw the ball 100 yards Correct. to win football games that's right <laughs> josh allen of the buffalo bills trying to win some more games this year here in camp number two season yeah. number two thank you appreciate it us, sir. yeah good, good to see you bud. good luck well. man thank you well buck i didn't think i didn't think josh allen would take the cheese but man he, he sounded like he's ready pay-per-view him and patrick mahomes a throwing contest uh <laughs> the next off season or the one after i think this thing might really happen yeah, it, it, it may happen. The, the thing that I like about Josh Allen is I think Josh Allen has taken the approach uh, to the quarterback role the way that you should take it. Franchise guy, he's on time, he's committed to learning and winning. He's having fun out there. He's inspiring his guys. And all the reports 
uh, have been positive. And so I feel good about him and where he's at, where he's going to go. He's going to end up being a really, really good player for the Buffalo Bills. Maybe different stylistically than we expected, but he's still going to be a good player. Yeah, don't get hung up with the completion percentage. I think you're going to see some explosive plays, both with the arm and the legs. And uh, and that's what that Buffalo Bills offense is hoping to become, a very explosive uh, offense. All right, finally, on uh, on this journey, Buck, New York Giants, Eli Manning will be the starter. It is still his football team, but there is uh, a young first-round draft pick with uh, a lot of controversy associated with his selection. Uh, Daniel Jones immediately after he was picked, you heard a lot of grumbling and people saying, what are they thinking? What are they doing? Uh, turns out he's had an outstanding training camp. Now, he's not pushing Eli at this point in time, but they're very happy with their young quarterback. Had a chance with Andrew Siciliano and Kim Jones, our colleagues, to visit with Daniel Jones. With the sixth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones, quarterback, Duke. What have you felt the growth, where the growth has been for you from the first practice to where you are right now? I think the biggest thing for me is, is you know, one, what we're doing on offense and our stuff, getting comfortable with that, but, um, you know, also the defense and seeing, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these defenses, a lot of these looks for the first time, so it's, so it's getting comfortable seeing those, seeing how they match up against our concepts and, you know, being able to get through your reads a little bit quicker, making decisions and, and you know, that helping you be more accurate, putting the ball where it needs to be on time. So I think, I mean, I think all those things, just seeing things more and more, whether that's on film or out, or out here or, or, you know, kind of reps that way, you know, getting more comfortable and being able to make decisions. Quicker. How much does it help, though, being in a room with somebody who's played for so long and seen every look that there is? And what's that relationship been like with you and Eli? Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome. I mean, it's been a huge help for me to have to have someone like that who's literally seen it all, who's done it um, for as long as he has, as well as he has. And, and just being able to ask questions, bounce ideas off of, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's always fun to talk through things. And, and you know, he's like, so in uh, this look, they're, they're usually only going to bring a pressure this way. You don't have to worry about that. So I do this with the protect, you know, just kind of the conversations like that where he's he knows what's what he's expecting. He knows what he's seen. He knows what he's not expecting. Just just to be able to listen to that, be able to hear his, uh, you know, his insight, his experience has been been really helpful for me. Eli Manning also, Daniel, I assume you know this by now. People probably have warned you is legendary for his pranks. Yeah. <laughs> Has he gotten you yet? Uh, not, not too bad yet. I just sing, I just sing happy birthday to Coach Shula. Okay. Um, and then, every, I mean, I just sing in front of the team with everyone. Right. Um, what did you sing? What did you choose? Well, <laughs> first time I sang Wagon Wheel. Um, Darius Rucker? Yeah, Darius Rucker. Didn't get a great response. I sang some, uh, some T-Pain next time. Got, got a little bit <laughs> Pour better. me a drink, but, uh, right? Yeah, yeah that, okay. that's the one. You know what? <laughs> well, I, I heard that when you got up there, and again, the wagon wheel didn't go over well, right? Well, and... I, mean, I, I wouldn't say it's because of the singing. Okay, <laughs> but maybe it wasn't the right room. Uh, you went to T-Pain. Somebody told me that after a couple of bars, a couple of eyes, they got up. <laughs> like, they got into it. I heard you, you, you won some cred there with your choice of T-Pain or the way you belted that out. Yeah, it was, it was uh, strategic. See, I, I could, uh, I sang the first few lines, got everyone going, and then I just kind of let them, let them go and just, just let it run. So, um, no, it was good. worked out all right. So it was a better song selection. Heard you killed, killed it compared to DeAndre Baker. Just saying. 
Oh, he's he's gonna come back strong. I got I got faith. <laughs> he's gonna come back. He's got uh, another appearance. Huh? Uh, I, that's not up to me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about another fellow rookie, and that's Dexter Lawrence, your roommate. Mm-hmm. What can you guys talk about football-wise that maybe mutually benefits both of you if you do that? Uh, I think you know we're both we're learning very different things, but mm-hmm. we're both learning and and um, trying to trying to adjust to. You know the one, the playbook, but the speed of the game, all that stuff. So I think I mean I, we're we're able to to relate that way, and and um, yeah, it's been great. I mean he's uh, he's an awesome guy, great great roommate. He's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean you're a big guy. He's an enormous guy. Are you glad he can't get you on this field? <laughs> yeah. I mean I uh, I did share the field with him uh, once true. this year. We played we played at Clemson and. Um, yeah, he's a special player. At, to be able to move at, at his size yeah. is, is special. So, yeah, I'm glad I don't have to I don't have to play him. He says all you do is watch golf. <laughs> I don't. I, it was the Masters, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everyone in America was watching golf. I'm with you. Somewhere. I'm just saying. But, uh, but yeah, I was, I was watching golf. When you, you get out here on the practice field, but you've got a, a game coming up here pretty soon, how much are you looking forward to getting out in that stadium, getting on the field, and playing your first NFL game? Yeah, I'm excited. I think um, I think we all are. I think uh, you know it'd be a lot of fun to to get out there and, and kind of put to work what we've been working on, um, you know, here and and uh, you know kind of kind of still learning on the fly, trying to trying to make as much progress as we can before that, so we're we're prepared. Uh, you know, Thursday when we go out there. Daniel, we were here the other day, and you threw your first interception of camp. No harm in that. Pat Shermer was way more forgiving of you than you were of yourself. You were pretty hard on yourself. Why? Uh, I don't, you never like to throw interceptions. I think, you know, that's, that's one thing. Um, I think, you know, particularly that one, I was, I was a little bit late and a little bit low with the ball. So, so like I've said, trying to make decisions quicker and, and um you know, being being more accurate, but but I think being on time is a big part of that. So I've been trying to work on that, and, and when you're not, it's disappointing. But I mean, that's part of part of learning, and um, yeah, definitely definitely learn from that one. You don't get to this level. Nobody gets to this level. None of the 90 on this roster without being hyper competitive. That's why you're good. That's what made. That's what's made you a great athlete. How difficult is it for you, knowing how competitive you are, and yet at the same time? being humble, saying the right things, understanding the situation in this quarterback room? Uh, well, I mean, I think, um, you know, it, it's a it's a unique situation in that, um, you know, the guy you're sharing the room with is a future Hall of Famer, is a guy who's had, had you know, that much success and, and there's that much to learn. So, you know, I think, um, you know, I, I'm lucky to be in this situation, and, and uh, it's worked out. Uh, you know, worked out well for me. So whatever the whatever the plan is, um, you know, I, you know, I trust it. I'm, I'm uh, you know, looking forward to doing what I can. You know, this year to to, to help our team, whatever whatever that is. But um, I think it's a special opportunity for me to uh, to be in that room. So so I'm uh, you know I'm appreciating that. You want to uh, apologize to Darius Rucker, though, for, for brutalizing his song before <laughs> no, we get out of here? No, no, not at all. I'm a big Darius. Hootie, all of, you mean, I, I'm a big Darius How about fan, Old so. Town Road? Because that kind of combines both genres. That you could, maybe that's your next there. song. That, yeah, that was a thought. That was thrown out there. But um, <laughs> hopefully I don't sing again. <laughs> but uh, not a bad idea. As we let you go, we all agree. Preemptive strike on the prank on Eli. You yeah. got to get him. Hide your cell phone. That's get my him. advice. Yeah, hide the phone. And, Absolutely. And Sean O'Hara will tell you. Hide yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel <laughs> Jones, yeah. thanks for being here, handling everything the right way. 
Good luck moving forward. Good luck in that next game. Thank you. Thanks for that having me. That first game yeah. as a New York game. Giant, which yeah. is going to be on our air here, the Giants and the Jets, coming up next week on NFL Network. Buck, the thing that stood out to me just visiting with him is just how, how comfortable he is. He's in a good spot. Uh, Eli has really been helping him along. It's a great relationship between those two. We talked about it pre-draft, the, the David Cutcliffe connection, and there was uh, some ties there. And it sounds like as good as you can hope for in terms of a mentor-mentee situation. Listening to Daniel Jones, I'm really excited uh, if I'm a Duke fan and a Giants fan just because there was so much criticism thrown his way that you just wondered how he would respond. He has responded in splendid fashion. Not only the reports that you get out there, but when you talk to people inside the building, they talk about how he's just kind of jumped into the role and has really been uh, a terrific student, but he's also been a guy that has kind of working his craft without necessarily threatening Eli. I think Eli, in turn, has kind of welcomed him. And we talked about those relationships. David Cutcliffe, uh, we talked about David Morris, who was Eli's backup quarterback, who also trained Daniel Jones. And then we talked about Daniel Jones' personality. I just think he gets it. And because he gets it, I think it's going to end up being a good situation for the Giants. I don't know how many games they're going to win, but I think when they're – young quarterback gets his opportunity I think he's going to succeed because he is the mature guy that they wanted to be their franchise quarterback no doubt well it was uh it's great anytime you can you can catch up with these quarterbacks get a chance to visit with them uh, I feel like you learned a little something so hopefully you guys enjoyed those conversations Buck I know uh, you're headed out to Cowboys camp and look forward to uh, some of the conversations you're going to be able to reel in there anything else you got you're working on that uh, you can let us know about no nah, man just trying to figure out what I'm gonna write for the notebook man but it's always 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 some interesting stuff going on we'll see Tom Brady got paid so that might be a jumping point maybe just maybe Zeke Elliott will come into camp and that'll give me something to finally talk about oh there you go well Plenty to talk about always here on Move the Sticks, Buck. I appreciate uh, all that you've done to make this thing go. The feedback we've been getting through this prototype series has been phenomenal. Awesome. Uh, it's been terrific. Really man. cool. Uh, Inside the league, um, in the in, in, at the symposium where I'm at, a lot of these uh, guys that run college recruiting have really got a lot out of this series as well. So NFL.com slash MTS prototype. If you haven't checked out those episodes, uh, I think the folks will get a kick out of that, Buck. Yeah, no, terrific, man. I think some of the texts that you've been able to share with us privately uh, about guys in the league, uh, some of the texts that I've received, uh, it's terrific. I think the one thing about evaluators and scouts, we're always looking to learn. We're always looking to hone our craft. And I think it's terrific that we've been able to even go back and uh, educate ourselves on how the, the scouting process should work by having all these great interviews and having these guys kind of talk about the prototypes at these respective positions. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's been a lot of fun. I'll be back in studio with you next weekend, and we'll catch up. That's going to do it for us right here on Move the Sticks, presented by New Era. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.